It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upix Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and I'm joined by my co-host, Thank Me Later. How are we doing on this wonderful St. Paddy's Day? <laughs> I am doing good. Apparently not as much into the Irish spirit as uh, someone. Uh, my goodness. I mean, that that's pretty uh, St. Paddy's Day in a professional way. Do you have, like, a suit for every holiday? Because you had, you've had some crazy suits. Is that like your secret thing? <laughs> no, I just have uh, Christmas and St. Patrick's Day. Okay. All now, right. I do have some so. crazy golf pants, so there's those too. Did, did my visual just freeze or is that me? Uh, no, your visual just froze. Nice. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. But welcome to episode 127, and this is being recorded on March 17th, 2022, and I'm no longer reading the legal disclaimers. You can read it in the video description or the podcast description. Nice. Uh, we do. It got pretty lengthy. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, but we do have a lot to cover this week. Um we do have Will You Accept That offer going on. Uh, put a couple of those together like I promised last week. So we will do that. And you said you have one for me to do. So I'm excited to look at that one and uh, see what you cooked up for me. Yes, absolutely. It looks like my browser has lost connection to my videos. So oh, no. uh, I might uh, jump out and jump back in. All right. Um, so can you can you handle the pressure? I know it's a lot. <laughs> I think I'll you can bring maybe you can bring Mossy Jake or Boulder in to cover for thirty seconds. They're in the they're in the live studio audience today. I, I think I'll be okay. I, I'll make. It. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll be back. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank me later. Is working on the Upland Wiki. He did create a Facebook page for that. Um, make sure you go check that out. And the Upix podcast does have a Facebook page itself. So definitely go ahead and like to that. We also on top of YouTube and Twitch, we also stream to the Facebook page. Now, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Upix podcast. Uh, we do post our floors each and every Tuesday. People seem to really enjoy those. And we do get our data from Upix spark dot exchange and upxland.me so those are two very useful tools to use while uh, doing your research for buying properties um, looks like we didn't reset the slides so pre-show we go ahead and go through the slides and looks like that's the offer that thank me later wants to look at at the end but Bottom five city floors here in Upland. Uh, Detroit takes over. We finally had a couple weeks of the release and collection release, so a floor has been established. Still plenty of properties to mint, so you wouldn't expect the secondary market to be that expensive. But if you don't want to travel to Detroit, very cheap floor to get in. Um, and it was actually up 4.5% from last week. 
and your cheapest U.S. dollar floor on the secondary market. Los Angeles has been holding steady, holding down number two. Um, that floor is finally starting to stabilize right there, right around 7,500. Upex uh, floor is on its way up on U.S. dollar. Chicago is still holding steady at number three. Now, Kansas City uh, moved up from number five to number four, and Nashville uh, crept in there as Bakerfield's floor went up. Um, the thrifty trade. Ooh, that's a great question there. Um, how much did the thrifty trader thing affect the floor? I, I bet you it did have that impact there. Uh, there's still a lot of properties that people were just selling barely over mint. So I, I would chalk up most of that 4% to the thrifty trader, in my opinion. Um, man. Thank me later's taking a minute. So the top five city floors in Upland. Manhattan is, it had a little rebound and it's sliding back down, but still at 130,000 up X, which is a very solid floor. Now the U.S. dollar price over there in Manhattan continues to fall. It's down 11.6%. Um, at least it looks like the OPEX floor is stabilizing. The U.S. dollar floor will still continue to monitor Rutherford continues its slow slide down. I wonder where some of those big uh, East Rutherford players are at. I know they're waiting for a certain price for this floor to drop to, and then they're going to start uh, buying up again. I'll be interested to see where that is. Um, San Francisco is, uh, I know Thank Me Later will be excited. San Francisco finally is making a rebound up. 17% from last week and the Get it. US dollar is up to over 50%. So nice. Big jump there. Santa Clara it's holding nice and steady and Oakland has uh, stayed in at the fifth position for 2 weeks. So you have three cities on the west coast and two cities on the east coast as your top 5 cities overall in uh in upland. Well, it's it's interesting too though because Right, L.A. was designed to release the pressure on the West Coast, and they're talking about releasing another East Coast city to, quote-unquote, relieve the pressure there. I'm wondering if they're watching the same thing we are. I mean, the Manhattan floor USD is under $100. Like, that's a significant difference. Is this, is this one week or? This is one week. I haven't got to the next slide. Oh, oh so, yeah, we got even bigger Okay. But yeah, I have to wonder if Upland, if the Upland team is actively watching this and if this is going to impact whether or not they release another East Coast city, um, given that there's already a significant release. I mean, we all said that Manhattan, I think, at least I'll just speak for me, I, I've thought for a long time Manhattan was overpriced. But um, I think it hit value. I think it went up quicker than we all expected um, and got to it. But in respect to the rest of the cities, yeah, it's kind of overpriced. And, you know, you got a top four cities and all of a sudden number five is just like half the value. So it's it's a pretty sustainable economy. Um, Manhattan, it's just got that hype. It's only got like 49,000 properties. I know Rutherford only has like, Thirteen or 14,000 properties, but... I, I, Manhattan has 49,000 properties? Is that true? 
Yeah, here I'll go over. Let me look at it. Oh, dang. Yeah. I didn't realize how small of a release that was. Like in hindsight, like it, I remember feeling like it was such a big release. Like how are how is all of these going to sell? I mean, they sold out. It didn't sell out right away, no. which I know was surprising to a lot of people. Well, it would oh. be surprising to people today to hear that. It was not surprising to people then because San Francisco hadn't sold out either. 41,594, and that's per UpEx land. Gotcha. Yep. So now we do have, we've tracked enough data here on the podcast now for a 30 day change for the top five cities. Um, Manhattan's down 23%. Rutherford, as I said, you know, you don't think of it because it's just a couple percentages each and every week, but overall it's down just about 19% since uh, February 15th. Um, San Francisco is actually up over the last month. Santa Clara has remained the same. The M Motors factory, that could play an impact on keeping that floor stable. Um, it is smaller part, a, a smaller yeah. city itself. Um, but the Rutherford, the Rutherford U.S. dollar price has really dropped over the last month. Yeah, it's surprising to me to see... Um, I, I would have thought Manhattan had dropped more in the past month. I thought a month ago we were seeing prices in the 200s. Uh, that was about two months ago. Longer ago that, that so was a little been, longer ago. Longer yeah. yeah. On February 15th, it was 169,000 UPEX. Okay. Because I definitely remember reporting when it was over 200. Right. Right. That was towards the end of the year, early it was towards the end of last year, early this year. So, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get it. The heat maps are back. So either Steve SJR eighty six figured out a new code, or Upland got in contact with them, or a little of both. So, our beloved heat maps are back. Really enjoy that. Um, this is Detroit. And this is with FSA, so FSA and non-FSA properties. Uh, as you can see, the areas in the collection areas are, are pretty much sold out for your everyday player. Yeah, and then also probably a couple nodes in there, right? Yes. Like, it would be interesting to mark on this. We should figure out, like, which one's a node and which one's a collection um, because it, it's – Again, interesting. Like you can see, a lot of the smaller ones are probably nodes as well, um, but there's still plenty of opportunity. I think looking at this map, like what's that that green square? Oh, you can't see the green square in the in the bottom next to the green square that looks like Utah. Those are tiny green square next to a red one. Yep. I I'm curious, like what's going on with that? Like I see a couple like smaller neighborhoods. Is it a higher cost per up square? Um, I know that that's a that's a determining factor for a lot of players that are looking to mint properties or to create a node in an area is, you know, is what is um, what the heck am I trying to say there? What's the up square price? Because you can get obviously a lot more for the same price. Yeah. Um, Although I'm curious, you thought Rogue that though there's a property, there's a neighborhood, uh, the Rogue, how is that not sold out? That's curious to me. It's in the ninety nine percent sold out or ninety percent sold out. Well, there's a couple neighborhoods that I'm I'm surprised they'll have anything left. I mean, it's not bad that that is the 
Joy Schaefer neighborhood. It's 106 uh, UPEX per up square. That seems high for Detroit. Well, that's true. Yeah, that seems really high for Detroit, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it is Detroit, so. The little one is Joy Schaefer. Okay, that's yep. kind of a mouthful. Yeah. A lot of FSA properties still there, so. Yeah. And then this is taking out all the FSA properties. So if you're a veteran player and you want your piece of Detroit, you better hurry up because it's you'll be relying on. Uh... Yeah, lots of FSA, which is good. Uh, you know, this is a great opportunity. New players come into the game, go to Detroit, check it out. There's still plenty of desirable neighborhoods that need FSA buyers. I'm sure there's still even like, um, you know, just good properties on desirable streets or areas. Find somebody who's looking for those properties. Like for myself, I'm not in Detroit. So if somebody, if an FSA player pinged me and was like, hey, I'm in Detroit, can I pick you up anything? Like I could probably find a couple FSAs to to buy for, for a profit for them um, just to help out and get some more property in Detroit. Yeah. And then Los Angeles, um, Los Angeles heat map. We are like on month two and still not sold out. <laughs> still not anywhere close to being sold out, no. which again, I think is good. I'm surprised the little connector piece isn't sold out. Like you can see the ones at the end, like the, the, the little add on strip, the ones at the top and the bottom are sold out. I don't know how that middle section's not sold out. That would be such a cool node. I think those are. I haven't looked they, at that. I'll are they look expensive? At that. Not sure. I never really looked at that area. Um, now the interesting part there on the left we have the overall Los Angeles map. On the right, on the right we have the non FSA only. Um, so if you're looking down on the south before you get that little extending part, if you look on the mm-hmm. FSA, you just have that one neighborhood. You got a green neighborhood, and then you got the sold-out neighborhood with a green neighborhood right on top of it over by where one of the missing cities is at. And then if you look on the non-FSA, you see a lot of extra neighborhoods that are sold out. So all the FSA properties are or, you know, that's the only thing left. So this is a great opportunity if you're an FSA person to jump in. Uh, Gramercy Park, yeah. Manchester Square, Chesterfield Square, Harvard Park, Vermont Slauson, and Vermont Square. So those six neighborhoods, you can mint stuff for anywhere between 6000 and 6500 UPEX. And you can go ahead and flip them to veteran players because, I mean, that's a great opportunity to uh, – yeah, like what's the floor? I'm curious. Like, do you, do we have the floor numbers for those neighborhoods? Those were the FSA floors. I didn't pull the I didn't pull the secondary market floor on those. But gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, that's an. I mean, that's exactly what Two Stupid's mentioning. Find those neighborhoods. You know, get get a hold of these maps, review them. Go. Oh, let me go check the floor of those neighborhoods because there's a good chance the floor of that neighborhood is higher than the 5600 floor for FSA. Yeah. I'm looking right now. See, I got to get you more involved in the preps so I'd have these answers instead of you're just like, hey, <laughs> what about this? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. Yeah. What else we got? So you want to keep moving? Uh, I got it. Hold on. All right. I, I finally got to the right screen. So right now, secondary price is right around 8000 So it's not in high demand just yet. I mean, 8000 is still uh, essentially like guaranteed buffer. Obviously not, not financial advice, but... I mean, you can see right there the the current floor is higher than what you can mint for. Yeah. So that's a huge advantage. Uh, Regents seems uh, believes that the the best deals for FSA are currently in Detroit. They believe. Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that. I think. I think that it would be you're going to spend more and might not have this quicker return in LA, but I don't know. I would say, cause if I was looking for an FSA buyer, it would be for Detroit, not LA. Yeah. So. Uh, unless you're looking for those neighborhoods for some specific reason, but yeah. Yeah. I suppose I'd have to go see, I'd have to go check out the Upland wiki to see if they are registered nodes or some importance that I should want to get those properties. There you go. And that's upland.wiki. <laughs> well dude we need to like we need a banner okay you keep doing this all right um did you have anything else on on the heat maps and the floors no no right. i'm so glad that they could work out the heat maps yes thank you steve you're super legit absolutely and the upland maps and if you do want a link to that server send me a dm on discord and i'll get you a link to the upland map server they do good work over there uh, Spark Week's going on. Um, did you buy any Spark today? I did not. And I had a couple people ping me about it, too. Um, definitely some interest in the community on, like, you know, what my feelings on uh, Spark buying are. Did you um, Did you buy any? Um, I did not register. I was working, you know, away from home this week. So it's been... Uh, a little out of my routine so i missed registering for the um the saint patty's day uh tour today tour slash uh scavenger hunt you know um i missed registering for that i missed registering for spark so yeah a pretty much a good fail but <laughs> wow yeah so well would you have bought spark though like let's say see here here's what i'm Here's what I'm wondering, because they keep talking. Pretty soon we're going to have a login bonus paid in Spark. What that reward is, not sure. What the requirements is, not sure. Probably 0.01, 0.02. I I would speculate something rather small, but but the founders have talked a lot about ensuring that Spark is being injected into the community at a regular pace because you're going to need it for manufacturing. You're going to need it for... um, you know, you're going to need it to fuel your cars and it's going to be interesting. So if we continue to inject, do a slow trickle of spark into the community, does that devalue the $460 for one full spark? Uh, uh, that, that's where I know you're going to need spark. And if you look at it, when they were asking for businesses for the decor shop, they wanted you to have between three and five million uh, OPEX for it. And, mm-hmm. and if you equate that to the 
to a spark price, you're looking somewhere around 10 spark. And that's just like the initial investment that they were wanting you to make. So you're, you're yeah. talking 10 spark to manufacture. I, I, I'm curious to see how the dynamic plays out with spark continuing to come into the community. Yeah, no, I think honestly, I, I love the mechanic of spark and they also announced uh, stem, I believe, which is going to be the organic, um, compound equivalent of spark. So for building any like plants, animals, etc. <laughs> bought enough. I have my credit card frozen today. Um, yeah. So spark, I think is a really interesting investment angle. Uh, I personally have not, um, bought any spark. I still have the, the nine that I was granted, um, from the drop. Um, I've done a couple little events, um, and stuff like that. Okay, but okay, hear me out. So, Happy um, Mike says it would take 460 days to get your money out at a dollar a day. That is an insane ROI. Like, actually, how, how long does it take you on a property to get your money back on rent? Three years. Or, no, three more years. than three years now. It used yeah. to be three years, and then they did the rate adjustment. Yeah, so here's the thing about Spark. Your ROI, based on even the current rates right now, which are pretty low, I would say. Um, I, I don't think they're near their peak. I, I think we'll see the peak much later than now. Uh, but even at its current low, I think like 40 cents a spark hour. I've seen as low as like 33 cents to as high as 50 cents a spark hour, somewhere between there. Um, like you're going to get your money back if you rent it out or you use it for your buildings and save on the rentals, et cetera. And again, less than a year and a half at the current rate. So the possibility of you getting your full value up X wise in less than 500 days is very intriguing to a lot of players because that asset never goes away. So after that, you will just continue to profit essentially indefinitely. The big caveat here is, unlike properties, which just all you have to do is log in and hit collect, you do have to manage your Spark. Um, and there's a lot of great tools out there, uh, like the Spark Exchange, and a lot of great organizations that are helping players manage and sell their Spark and trade their Spark for, for different projects. Uh, but it is an active process. And you can't sell your Spark. You, can't, you can rent it, but you can't sell it. So properties... You can sell, which could, you know, have a one-time injection that would be very high. Um, where Spark, you're never going to sell. So if you quit the game, um, you lose, like that Spark is just gone um, because you can't sell it. You can't move it off of the account. Yeah, and as you can see, we're on the up, UpEx Spark Exchange right now. And, you know, when this first started, it was right around 47. And now you're in the mid-30s right now. And you got a lot of builds that are... People aren't saying I'm not running that low. So the market's taking effect and and building, you know, letting you know what your spark's really worth. Yeah, which, again, I think is really, um, you said the price 460 spark uh, should be, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they only had 75 uh, full full sparks to for sale today. Oh, I, I see. So it's actually, oh, dang. Okay, well, that's that's interesting. Um, 
Wow, but so drop 200. So again, like there are players who are deploying this strategy and I think it's it's interesting. I think if I was getting in now, it's very appealing. Um, the the idea of Spark and being kind of a large Spark owner, like I wish I would have been more on it when it came out. And I, I honestly, in hindsight, like I, I probably will start participating more in the Spark activities to try and get more Spark. Um, because again, it is such, I don't, and the thing is I don't rent mine out, but it is such an incredibly valuable asset. Yeah, so they're seeing builds over 40 up X are maxing out in under 30 minutes, which I, I still think it was nice when you were getting between 47 and 45, but, yeah, anything over 40, they fill up pretty quick there. Um, yeah, there were 3,000 quantity of the .05 spark today. Gotcha. Did it sell out? Um, I did not check since I did not register. Gotcha. But I know the 75 went pretty quick. And, and that will be the interesting thing is I I hope hopefully in these mechanics of manufacturing that your employees will be people that want to stay. Hey, you know, you stake spark and you do some profit sharing, you know, so you can help manufacture stuff a lot quicker that your employees at your business are the people that are staking spark and you give them a share of the profit is what I hope to see. Yeah, that'll be interesting how they do that. Um, because to manufacture with 10 spark or 15 spark or 20 spark, that will take you a long time to produce things. And if you're having the game grow, it'll be interesting. So May says there's 1728 left of the 0.05. Yeah. So it sounds like, you, you know, and honestly, I'm going to log in now. I might even buy some <laughs> um, because the value of having Spark as a business owner with cars coming out. Uh, people just don't, and right right now, people don't see the value in buildings, which is kind of insane to me. So there are large projects that are taking advantage of, you know, massive building opportunity. I would say if you are a node owner or project lead of some sort of community development, I would be pouncing on trying to get a, a bulk deal um, to have multiple houses built with the spark prices so low, because imagine the the amount of desire for when cars come out and when things related to cars come out. Like, there's going to be a point in time in the not too far future, in my opinion, where the value of spark kind of spikes, especially before they release things like spark mining and other ways to kind of uh, inject larger amounts of spark. I will say more reasonable amounts of spark into the community, not necessarily large amounts, because um, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. But they need to have ways to increase spark because they're about to increase the heck out of the demand. 16.3. I would say 16.3 is good. Um, I heard that somebody had over 20. Yeah, somebody was approaching 30, I believe. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's so powerful. Like, in a game like this, that's that's a lot of power that's to be able to, to wield, which is super cool for them. Absolutely. So, and then you still had the treasure hunts where you got the spark bonuses going on. Yeah, I know people are racking up on that. I wish I had the discipline to 
to continue uh, doing those on a regular basis because, oh, boy, well, so you, good. Well, you got the uh, bonus. You got the boosted Spark Treasure Hunts going on this week, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, man, we still got the, the U.K. flags. I thought the U.K. flags were coming down on the 16th. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, the Thrifty Trader Challenge is going on in Detroit. Uh, that just ended, and that that was one of the questions that was raised while you are trying to fix your video issue. How much did the Thrifty Trade Challenge affect Detroit's floor price? Even though they were the lowest, they rose up about 4% from where they were last week. Said it was probably, probably a lot to do with the Thrifty Trader raising 4%, but at least they were stable and made the, made the cut. Well, you know what's funny is uh, sometimes... Um, a thrifty trader thing will actually drive the floor down right? because everybody wants to participate. So, And I think with Detroit being as low as the prices were that you could get a low profit on that one. Yeah, for sure. And then you don't have to travel there. You know, that strategy has stuck with me ever since, you know, that was something that I, I was missing that, hey, you know, I didn't understand the instant flips right away, and it's the people that just didn't want to travel. It was their easy access into a new city. Yeah, and I think I think we're going to start seeing that a lot more um, with you know cars right around the corner. Transportation is going to change drastically. I mean, we're already seeing events in so many different cities at so many similar times. It's very hard to keep up, um, which is not a bad thing, by the way, because. The game was never designed for everybody to be able to participate in everything. You're going to see people who really start to just stay in maybe one or two cities that they uh, maybe have their large businesses in and communities around. Um, and you'll have, you know, obviously they'll still be the, you know, the super travelers that really do everything. But I think a large amount of players are going to start settling down and um, not traveling as much intercity as uh, they once did. Yeah, and we'll talk about that here with the AMA. They talked about the travel with the cars and what that all means, too. Uh, the Master Builder Contest was done. Uh, I did see the announcement right before we went live that uh, the winners were announced, but I didn't get a chance to look at it. Um, Fresno had no participation other than Big Nick, so he was the winner by default in Fresno. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so there... They did say that the winners were complete for San Francisco, Oakland, and Santa Clara also. And the Phase 2 is going on right now. Um, Very cool. St. Patrick's Day hunt. So that was a nice little treasure hunt. And the first 100 people to complete it in time got the got a block explorer. Um, now, they also had another more casual where you could be leisurely about it. Uh, you get your UpX back that you put into it, and there was no clock for you to go up against. So, But you don't get the block explorer. Oh, you don't get the block explorer? Nope, only the top 100 to finish the top first top 100. So. Oh, gotcha. See, you should start getting back into these things. It's not like there's only a couple hundred of us actively playing and then they thought it was just all rigged because you were crushing these things in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just still too good. You know, I wouldn't want to come in and make all these new kids feel bad. (laughs) It's always an excuse with you now. Move move out of the way. Man, I crushed these events back in the day. You did? Like... 
yeah, <laughs> like actually, I actually crushed them. Uh, but anyway, so here, here's the three new uh, black explorers: the leprechaun on the skateboard. That's for the St. Patty's Day hunt. Um, the helmet. So we could stake on the M Motors factory in Santa Clara. And we sent out a tweet earlier this week. Hey, you can stake on this. Upland hasn't announced anything, but go ahead and start getting your stake in there. And they announced today that anybody that has .1 stake, they're going to take a snapshot twice a week and award block explorers to people that have .1 staked. Also, they're going to draw winners for uh, an UpX prize at the end, too. And Spark, I believe. Yeah, one Spark. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, the ones that got in early, that's nice. And I know the uh, UpX Spark Exchange Discord server, they got a, a bot on there that tells you when it's open and you can start staking your Spark. So that's a nice little reminder. Oh, yeah. I got to mute cool. it now. I, f- I keep forgetting to mute it, but it pop- I'm like, damn it, I forgot to mute that channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get Yeah, no, I'm glad I got in because I didn't get in on the football stadium. Um, because it was just, it was like, I tried for a couple hours. It was just too chaotic. Yeah. So I'm glad I, I sparked, I got my spark on before the contest started. Pleasant helmet's super cool. I'm not going to lie. The leprechaun's cool. And the Detroit is also really cool. And that was for the thrifty trader. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really like these block explorers. I mean, it's good to see, see the team going away from just copying and pasting from other block explorers. So that's nice. Yeah. So you so, <laughs> Sorry, I know, I know that but it's it's, it's a legit comment. I mean, CP C three PO. I mean, you got a bunch of the, the Yankees. Uh, yeah, we're not going to go down that route. Right. We'll leave that one alone. Yeah. So there was this past week they did have the roadmap update and the AMA. Um, the most interesting things talking about is the travel. First off, they talked about the cars and the manufacturing of it. Um, right now, they're looking to bring other, you, you can see they didn't say it, but they were hinting around, you know, they want other car manufacturers to come into the metaverse also. And yeah. you're going to have high end cars and you're going to have your janky cars. So I don't know that any used cars, I don't think they're going to sell jalopies. Like, if you've looked at the M Motors Instagram, like those cars, there ain't no janky cars, right? But that, that's there's going to be more high end, and there there might be more like casual models, like you know the base model. But don't get it twisted. Like there's some sick. Oh, like they're they all look really cool. And they said the really cool ones are going to cost you, but they're going to also have your sedans and your yeah, yeah your. Grocery not gonna, I don't think they're going to like. You think that they're going to like code like a rusty old like uh, Honda Civic, <laughs> like ninety three Honda Civic with the the big glued on spoiler. <laughs> like, I would hope so because I'd buy a bunch of them and put them all over my properties in VV. <laughs> oh my god and then and then i would only do that with this caveat it better give negative uh community points for the neighborhood better be like cell towers and trailer parks. <laughs> no but i mean you got to have yard decorations so i r- rusted out cars or up on cinder blocks that that will be great that would be interesting for sure but they did talk about 
you know, in city travel is still going to be the block explorer. You can get in your cars to go race. You can get in your cars to go travel from city to city. But the inner travel is still the block explorer. Um, so the treasure hunting is going to stay the same. And there's still ways away to moving to real, um, real moving speed, as they call that. So your travel speed will slow down. They've announced it. They've talked about that for a while now. Um, and then the, I, I want to race semi trucks like the the cabs that they showed in the video. That'd be cool. Yeah. And they talked about. You know, your block explorers are the drivers of the car and you'll get experience points and your block, you can train your block explorers, you know, if it's more of an off-road or an on-road course. Um, don't don't want to rehash all that, but definitely check out the AMA if you have questions about that. There are a lot of people that speculate on what the cars are going to be and what they're going to do. But right now, Upland's still putting it together. So if anybody's telling you they know what's going to happen... They don't. They don't. don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think it's going to be really interesting. um, The leveling the block explorers. As a gamer, this is the first true RPG element that's going to be brought into the game. This is going to be the first time that you can level up or incrementally increase the value of an in-game asset. Um, so that's going to change to me a lot of the ways that buying and trading and working with block explorers is going to work. I'm going to be curious, like if all I ever wanted to do was, excuse me, drive my main block explorer, can he max out every stat? Like, is there a penalty? Like, you know, do I, you know, it's going to cost me exponentially more to max out multiple stats or do I have to declare, especially there's so many open questions on how that's going to play out. Um, so I, I will definitely be very interested and be looking at that with a critical gaming eye, uh, because to me, that's going to be the first indication of does the development team, we know that they got the economics. I feel very comfortable uh, with Dirk and team, I trust that they're going to release properties in a, in a good cadence to keep the economy strong and healthy and moving forward. I trust that they're going to, you know, release features like Spark in a way that's not going to collapse the economy. Um, but to me, they haven't had a real chance to show their gaming chops. Uh, so I will be looking at it with a, a microscope for sure. Uh, that That's going to be my area of something I'm very passionate about. And then they did say that you don't have to have a building, but you have to own a property to own a car. That's interesting. Cause I guess you have to park it somewhere. And then somebody actually said something, uh, we were talking about it and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to have a car in every city. And it's interesting. Cause yeah. Like if you drive your car, but then you like leave it at the airport, like, are you going to need a car in every city? If you want to use car, especially like once the, once the walk mechanic comes in play, I mean, first of all, Upload will be just a completely different game. I, I understand why they're delaying that particular feature launch because there's so many things you have to take into account. Um, it's going to completely change um, the Upland metaverse forever. So I imagine that will be a little ways out. But, yeah, do you need a car in every city? Like, probably. Or if you're going to be ride share or... Yeah, that's true, right? You'd have to use a ride chair or something. Like, 
hey man, can I rent your 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 car for the next couple hours? Like that's going to be such an interesting economy. And again, I think you're going to start seeing people like, yeah, I don't really want to go to another city. I got all my stuff here. I got my car. I got my house. Like, you know, unless you're a jet setter, like like TM and, you know, I don't know who's going to be Mr. Coast to Coast. Like, I don't know who wants that label. But for me, like, I'll probably be mostly on the West Coast, honestly. Uh, you know, San Francisco uh, down to San Diego. Yeah. But San Diego is going to be a while. I know you got high hopes for San Diego, but there's no longer a football team there, and I think they're going to continue to sure. move along with the football teams in the, the lower-tier cities around the stadiums before they expand to those hubs. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, San Diego's a bit of a pipe dream, but I have no doubt that it will eventually come. I mean, it's a, oh, yeah. the marquee city for the U.S., so it'll it'll come out at some point. Absolutely. Um they did also speak about the collections coming out for your NFLPA legits. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. They said that will happen before the start of this season. We will be doing a upland, um, an upland how-to by the Upix podcast on legits to help you work your way and navigate through legits and how to set yourself up with uh, collector scores and just an overall summary of those. So look for that to be coming here in the near future. Um, we did just do one for the newer players on breaking down just the property card itself. So look for that too. We're, we're going to continue with these how to series for, uh, new players. Um, so definitely if you got a new player asking questions, direct them to our videos. We appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, also on the AMA, I I mean, a lot's going on there. The collection cap's going to start soon. Um, did it take you that long to really do that? No, 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 but I was, looking for, I was looking for a point to interject it. All of that information and more will be found on Upland.wiki, now in open beta. There you go. There we go. I, I like No, that. it's been sitting there. I, I had it ready, but I just, like, there wasn't an appropriate time. So. Ah. Yeah, you just push buttons. Sooner or later, you make it an appropriate time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good AMA, and... You know, not nothing earth shattering, uh, but once again, they talked about how spark was is going to be the fuel, and the more spark that you put in, the faster it fuels your car. And then they talked about our cars, electric or gasoline, and they said it's whatever you want it to be. It's it's not going to be you know the first ones are going to be electric, but it's not going to be hey you got to go to the gas station. Spark is going to power all the cars. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Like. When they say Spark is going to to power the cars, like, do you have to put it on your property and then, like, you stake Spark hours and then it fills your tank? Like, and how much is that going to cost? Like, again, if we compare the effort of building a house, you would think it wouldn't take much Spark to power a car. Right. Right? So that's definitely going to be interesting to know, like, what does that cost? What does that mean? And, and again, what are the implications to the features like racing, right? Like, hey, we need to recharge our car. And is it going to be like sends where you get like a max number of, of refills a day or anything? Again, so many, so many interesting questions. It's going to be an exciting couple of months here in the Upland metaverse. Yeah, and they wouldn't pin down a, a timeline for when the cars will be released, but... I mean, they say, is it 
Well, no, it can't be Q1 because we're already essentially done with Q1. Yeah, we got like four, two weeks and we're done with Q1. Yeah. So, I mean, I would imagine, again, they're building the, the factory. Now, there is some speculation, um, you know, again, how are they, how is it going to be, you know, how are you going to mint a new car? Like, what's that process? Um, and so I would imagine that the factory would need to mint the car. Yeah. So I don't know, like, can people spark? Can people, like, stake spark to help build their car faster? They, they said that they were, they were still working on some initial, how the first initial cars, and they expect, you know, the demand's going to be pretty high. The price is going to be pretty high for the first cars. And, and as it starts spreading out, because you're going to have the people that want to have the first couple of cars. So you, you can expect sure. it to, you'll see the backlash of, oh, they brought these cars, but they're so expensive. I can't afford it, blah, 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 blah. But as more are being manufactured, you know, and the more getting out there, the the price will come down. It, you know, it's just your typical supply and demand where you have a demand that is greater than the supply. You have today's economy. How much would you pay for the first car? $2. No, but seriously, like, what do you think? What do you, what would you value? I'm not saying necessarily what would you pay because maybe it's not of interest to you, but like, what would you value day one the the first car is worth it it's an absolute interest of mine um it one it would depend on i mean you got so much to it one it's the first car so regardless of how it looks you know it's the first cars coming out so it could be a collector's edition so as a collector like that you know mike says a thousand now Crypto Motors, they were selling cars for two, three, four, five thousand dollars when they had their release. Um, I think a year ago, so I could see it in line with that. You know, your higher end cars are going to be a couple thousand dollars. I, I wouldn't be shocked seeing a. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, Do you think that that'll be the first hand price? Do you think that'll be like off the lot price, not even secondary market on a higher end car? Yeah. About three fifty. Dang, I, I could see a couple hundred dollars, you know, for the more. But we talked about that in the other episode. You can mint properties for five bucks. Now, are, are there going to be five dollar cars out there? Right, and again, it is interesting because obviously that's not cost parity. Um, with, <laughs> you know, how much does a piece of land cost versus how much does a car cost? Because you would be in the pennies uh, for the cars, right? So it is interesting to see. Because um, I think they want to do a size parody. Because we, there was uh, in the cafe, um, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, they were doing the calculations of like, what's the the up square size of a car and I think they figured it out to be uh, just under like one. I think it was like 0.7 on average um, up square or something. So. My car in real really life bad. is only worth 1500 I couldn't pay more than that. <laughs> Man, that is crazy to think about. Like there's definitely going to be an opportunity to buy virtual cars from for more than what you could buy a car in real life for, um, 
That's an interesting day. I, I mean, you still have that now. You know, some of your trucks you're paying for more than houses. That you, so that there is that there is that lopsidedness too. So well, I mean, trucks are a little bit different because that's essentially like owning a business on wheels. Like, <laughs> like let's be honest. Like you're you're an operator. That's a that's a large source of income. That's a a big piece of machinery. Like that's understandable, but. And I guess, honestly, like a Ferrari does cost more than my house would in Cincinnati. Like, <laughs> so as you say, it's not more than the house I live in now, but yeah. So it, it really, That's really depends. And then you got the secondary market as people will want to sell them or collect them or maybe run a rental business as you fly into the cities close to the airport or a train station, have a couple cars there for rental. I, it will be very interesting to watch this. And wow, that's actually a really interesting point. Well, the, the airports, not so much, because the airports don't currently have, uh, some of the airports don't currently have properties around them. Correct. So, like, that would be an interesting development of releasing airport properties so people can rent cars from there. Because that's a, that's a very specific spot. Like when I travel, I would say eighty percent of the time I'm renting a car from an airport, uh, yeah. at least for business. So, yeah. So more to come on that will be interesting to watch and uh, excited. Be interested to see how the NFLPA legit collections go. Those were my two big takeaways and what I was excited about coming out of there. And of course, we'll have more discussions the closer we get to cars. And yeah, yeah. Um. What is next? All right. Will you Ooh. will you accept that offer? So boom. There you Look, go. Look, I did the banner thing. Nice. Nice. Will you All right. Let's see here. Uh someone has sent you an offer. Oh, this is cool. Uh, yeah, this so is a like, this is a nice little bot that one of the servers has, so it makes it nice and easy. Nice. Thank you, Upland Data. Uh, so let's see here. So my property is going to be uh, in Brooklyn. It's a mint price of thirteen, fourteen thousand 14000 in Park Slope. Uh, uh, build progress. I don't know what That's NB. New building, mint progress. Oh. Okay. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Um, I didn't ask. I, I just looked at the main stuff. So I'll find out for next episode. <laughs> okay. Um, structure none. Collections Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, they're going to offer you uh, the San Benito. It's a bigger property. It's got a higher mint. Um, yeah, on the surface, it looks like a good deal. Um, I would say your big pieces are, well, actually, I guess it's not, it's not a good deal because the fifth Avenue collection. So it is a better property. Um, if you had some extra fifth avenues, you might consider it because you are getting into San Francisco and I feel like 55 up squares is high. Yeah, I know the park slope neighborhood. That's fair. So the park slope neighborhood, uh, I believe is a, a node. Now, I don't know if they've registered at upland.wiki yet. I can't vouch for that. But if they have, you should definitely check them out. 
Um, but yeah, so Park Slope, that's obviously, a, I don't know if, if, again, people are aware, that's a node. If you know that it's a node, it's still a pretty close deal because, I, again, I think like that value of a property in San Francisco is probably worth about that. So MB stands for neighborhood. So it's 6,744 out of 6,775 mint progress. So that's how many properties have been minted. And then the bill progress is how many properties have built. Whoa, Upland Data, get it. That's freaking sweet. (laughs) I was trying to think. I was like, man, that makes, oh, got it. Neighborhood, I feel like it should be NH. But anyway, Neighborhood Mint Progress. So, and that I can almost guarantee that that Park Slope property is locked, which is why it's 74 of 75. Right. So they're both minted out. Uh, one significantly larger than the other. Um, it's uh, 6,700 uh, with, yeah. So actually, I mean, technically, I think uh, St. Francis Wood is technically a higher percent uh, built on at this point, but. And uh, your your park slope, um, your park slope floor is twenty thousand up x thirteen U.S. dollars, and then with with San Francisco, um, which your St. Francis Wood, you have a floor of. Oops, sorry, I lost it for a second. Well, while you're doing that, I also really like how they did the collection. It took me a second. I was like, 1.2. Yeah, the multiplier. That's the multiplier. I I love that. So it sounds like there could be an opportunity for, uh, I guess, if you're going to stick with NB for neighborhood, NB floor, UPEX, NB floor, USD. Just saying, Upland Data, if you're listening, and that's possible, this is already amazing. Um, I'm going to have to go find out how to participate in this. That looks super, super I'll get cool. you the server link. I'm pretty sure I'm in the server already. Uh, I'm, in, so I'm in most of them. But. Now, the interesting thing is the Fifth Avenue floor, though, is 69,000 UPEX and 60 U.S. dollars. And mm. this, the St. Francis Wood is 44,400 UPEX and $41 and change. Okay, so the Fifth Avenue, because honestly, so if this was any other Park Slope uh, property with the same other variables, it would probably be a good trade. However, the fact that this property is part of the Fifth Avenue Purple Collection for 1.62 multiplier um, obviously then has a higher floor. So, but no, yeah, so you'd say no to it. Yep, based on based on that information, I would say no. Yes. All right. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm assuming they said no, or do we not know? Um, they said no. Oh, well, this looks like an interesting one. So we got Sunset Boulevard in L.A. Mint price per area pending. Okay, I don't know what that means. Anyway, neighborhood uh, Pacific Palisades. Man, so we got, it's in Sunset Boulevard, which is a 2.12. Where's our, uh, oh, wait, do we not, we don't have the mint price? Oh, um, mint price for 16900 West Sunset Boulevard was 165104 165000 Yes. 
Okay, and then what about uh, the Mulholland Drive? Um, give me a second. I put these together in a rush, so I do apologize. No, that's all right. This is still super cool. I, I really like the format of this. It makes it really easy uh, once you kind of understand the mechanics. And it gives you some really cool insights, um, which I didn't think would be as big of an impact. But when you start looking at cities, especially like L.A., Detroit, understanding, um, you know, the mint progress, if it's sold out or not, and then also building progress. I really like um, the proactive kind of heads up to include that because that's really going to tell you if there's honestly, in my opinion, something cool going on, which is another reason I feel like Spark is tremendously undervalued right now because buildings are going to be so important for establishing the validity of nodes um, moving forward and really having people stand out and to be able to compete in competitions, right? Like you can't really compete in any of the decorating contests and all the neighborhood contests that are going to come out if you don't have an established you know, neighborhood with properties of varying sizes and an active community. So, uh, The Mulholland Drive, uh, original mint, 14,352. Oh, no. Hard pass. Hard pass? Hard pass. Uh, I'm, I'm not trading 156,000 Sunset Boulevard 2.12 uh, for 14,000 Mulholland Drive 2.34. Unless I already have two other massive Mulholland Drive properties, which, spoiler alert, I do, um, and this was going to complete that collection, there's no, uh, I wouldn't do it. But the floor of Mulholland Drive is 185,000 UPEX, while the Sunset Boulevard is 135,000. Yeah, but the floor is not comparable because this might be a floor-level Mulholland Drive property, but that is not a floor level Sunset Boulevard property. Like, no. And the difference between the 2.12 Sunset Boulevard bonus and the 2.32 Mulholland Drive, you're still bringing in way more uh, interest off of your Sunset Boulevard property. Yeah, exactly. That This is definitely a hard pass for me. I hope D little J. They were the one that sent the offer, so they won. Oh, they sent the offer? Yeah. Awkward. Oh, yeah, they sent. <laughs> well, I hope that they uh, don't get their feelings too hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So you wanted me to look at this one. So. Yeah. So I had a couple. Now I feel bad because maybe we should have, have blurred <laughs> this player's name. But... Uh, I got I got a a uh, a couple trades from this player this week, and uh, they they intrigued me quite a bit. Um, I ultimately well no I won't say what I did. Uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of go through. So they <clears throat> this is my property in Cleveland, Ohio. It's fifty six up square, and it brings in uh, forty uh, about forty up x a month. They offered me a property in Inglewood, California. Uh, which is a, a semi, you know, it's a semi-specific collection that brings in 222 UPEX per month. So about a 5X more base um, value. All right. So, so I, was, I was quite perplexed and I was like, I'm not really sure, 
you know, why do you want this Cleveland, random Cleveland property uh, for this, you know, seemingly solid uh, Englewood property? So you have 6315 Superior Avenue. Um, all right. And so it's not in downtown. So that's not a superior in downtown. So it's outside of downtown. Yeah. Um, so now, unfortunately for our podcast listeners, the next thing I'm going to say, you have all the information you need on the screen now. So if you are on the podcast, um, you're going to have to wait uh, to hear it. If you are viewing it, maybe pause the video, look at it. You don't need to go to Upland. You can look at it here. Um, and so you'll probably figure out which piece of information seems out of place. You have to then figure out why it's important. So, so that's you paid $2.9 million UPEX. So was this a burner property for you? Yes, exactly. So, you know, uh, for those who are listening. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I I think I got it. So if this was a burner property and beep, beep, Jeep, he did a little sleuth. And and I bet you he was looking to level up during Spark Week and found something that jumped his net worth. Because if you swap the properties, you know, your net worth is going to take a hit. But he just made a $2.9 million increase on his UpSquare. I mean, his net worth, and you get a little more per month, but you take a little hit on your net worth. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. Is, is that yeah, what that so was? That's exactly. I mean, I don't know because I haven't been contacted by them directly, but they probably made $5 million UPEX net worth from me um, because they, they found several of these properties that I did, to be fair, long before the official rules Full disclaimer, I do not sell my UPEX anymore, et cetera, et cetera. I use the proper UPEX transferring channels um, from here on out. So these are historical. uh, But, yeah, (laughs) must have, you know, checked the the chain, found a bunch that I had used as as burners, and then uh, made me offers. And, honestly, I was like, good on you. I ended up accepting all of them. I lost about $5 net worth, which is kind of – sucks um because you know that puts me i was about 10 10 million away um from ce and now i'm probably closer to 15 million away <laughs> from ce so yeah um but yeah i accepted him because hey that's good on him and i know for but he went to he got over i guess director he got to 10 million nice um with this trade this trade put him put him to 10 million yeah, I'm at eight eight six now. So um, after that trade, but I was yeah, I was actually over ninety for a while. Anyway, I like that. Yeah, good detective work. I beat beat. Yeah, my hats park. off to him. I mean, tip of the hat, like well done. Um, I probably won't be accepting anymore because my net worth uh, took a bath, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really want to start building it towards uh, you know my CE status. Yeah, at first, I, I, at 2.9, at first, I'm like, did you buy that because you knew something? I'm like, and it didn't jump out to me. So then I'm like, ah, burner. So, no, that that's good work on Beep Beep Jeep looking for things like that. Yeah. All right, and that's all we have we'll, of will you accept that deal. So I like it. We'll have more of them. Um, we'll make sure to uh, continue to send these. And anybody that does have that, upland data 
bot that sends you those offers. Those are just perfect for, uh, makes my job really easy. Nice. We like that. So what else do you have for our listeners before we get out of here for the week? Um, well, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but upland.wiki is now an open beta. <laughs> nice. um, no, in all, in all honesty, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, several um, teams have stepped up. Uh, I, you know, we got great rep- representation from uh, Upland Knights, uh, from the, the UDU. Uh, UCC has is, is got some stuff in there. Uh, we got some stuff from uh, Dog Patch, uh, the Dog Patch team. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, LA, hold on now. Now I feel bad. Hold on, I got to pull it up because there are some people that I actually need to give proper shout outs to. And um, if people want to get listed, how do they get a hold of you? Um, just go to upland.wiki. All the details should be there. Um, if not, ping me on. Uh, I'm going to probably try and get some tutorials up in the next like uh, week or so. Um, but in the meantime, you can ping me on Discord, and I am more than happy to uh, actually walk you through it. Um, so, yeah, I'm – let me see here. Screen, window, Chrome tab. And then you do, have, you do have a Facebook page set up for the Upland Wiki, and also the podcast does have a Facebook page now. So – yeah, so the wiki is actually a group um, that I'm going to start. So if you want to join the Upland Wiki group on Facebook, uh, check it out. It's not very public yet, but we're going to have some great uh, learning resources. It's going to be a no sales zone, um, so no no posting of sales, no shilling of properties. It is strictly going to be a Q&A um, for players or understanding or helping, you know, if there's questions about content or requests for content, things like that. So there's not going to be any shilling, not going to be any advertising um, at all. It'll be literally just a spot for those kind of questions. So let's see here. UCC's got uh, their thing up. Elijah Wood. Uh, Elijah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's not Elijah Wood. <laughs> Elijah Judah um, uh, has done a lot of great work. Uh, where is... Uh, we got some TNA rep with uh, Toluca Lake and Red Hook. Where is my LA? Uh, the the YouTube LA. I, I meant I need to give them a call. So here I'm going to go to. I know they're in LA, and so I'm like, I know that there is a. I think it's El Sereno. Let's take a look here. Ah, yes. So I wanted to give them a call. They've been doing some great work. Uh, oh, it's Elijah. Jeez, he's everywhere. Um, the real LA node, YouTube node and El Sereno. So you can see people are able to upload, um, some pictures and some content. You can join their discord. You can watch a trailer, um, all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, we have, uh, the block explorer, uh, list here that has some information on block explorers. We got, this is a uh, specific to, uh, the wiki, we call it the dual. Um, it stands for Designated Upland Entity List. Uh, these are all the different groups. So we have Analytic Assassins has a page, UC, CUDU. Um, we have Upland Barrio uh, Latino. So they actually are creating some um, Spanish content, which is great. Uh, Espanol, uh, Upland Realty, and, of course, the Upex Podcast. you got to have the Upex Podcast. So. Of course. 
like lots of lots of cool things will be uh we had oh this is funny this is old so you can see this i used to keep this up to date <laughs> the last one was that i had was may of uh 2020 <laughs> uh, some uh some interesting um you know key dates and some old stuff. oh yeah jfk dizzy disky there he is right there winner of that we there was a star wars event like people don't remember that Right, first yeah. challenge one, the curator event. We'll be putting a lot of these stuff up. I'm really excited about it. Uh, we got you know different terms, so people are making essentially. This is a great place if you're new uh, to just learn some different upland terms. If you're not sure about it, how things work. I don't see uh, uh, dizzy deuce in there. Dizzy deuce. Hey, you know that's an opportunity. Go create that. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with this. We're going to have some social features and stuff. Um, but you can see right now, I'm not even logged in. I, I can edit it. It'll track your IP. You can So you can edit semi-anonymously right now. Um, we do recommend creating an account. It's very easy. Um, you can then also have your own user page, um, stuff like that. So it's definitely worth taking a look at. Yeah. Outstanding. Definitely check that out. And if you're in a node and you want to be on it, he just told you how to get on there. Uh, make sure you're following us at Opex Podcast on Twitter. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, until next week, be safe and everybody have a great weekend. It's the Opex Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your optics, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in optics.